Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abuse being our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start this lovely show tonight. So please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? What up, though? What's going on with you? Not much. Um, how was how was your week? What was the vibe of the week? Man, so the vibe of the week is just approaching this uh this lovely fall weather. I noticed that, you know, the days are slowly but surely cooling down and shit. <laughs> Putting a smile on my face every single second. I love it. Shit. Oh god, I'm sorry. Because I know how serious you are. Week. Yes, this next sweating, ball sweating ass weather, I'm over it. I'm sick of this shit. So all y'all okay. summer lovers out there, like look, I ain't got nothing against y'all. But when it comes to this heat and this humidity and the ones that's glorifying it, fuck you. That's all I got to say. I say that respectfully. <laughs> With so much love. He said, fuck my birthday. Damn, shit. No, no, see, and you know what? <laughs> and I know there's there's many birthdays coming coming around, you know what I'm saying? They're getting their last little hoorah in the summertime or whatever. I get them. Yeah. But mm. I don't hate y'all. I just hate <laughs> I just hate this two months of this motherfucking heat. I, I hate it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But trust me, y'all gonna y'all gonna get the best version of me when the fall come around. Trust me. Like it's gonna be nothing. <laughs> rainbows and unicorns in this bitch. Like I'm, my voice might yes. even get a little higher at times. You just never know. <laughs> oh shit. Oh god. Okay. Well, I got two things under keeping it complex. So um, I don't know if DC's ever said it on here before, but he had bad karma with squirrels back in the day. Um, it's a story that I'll let him tell one day. But the other day, squirrel finally got its karma back. I was driving to the water park, and I seen this uh, squirrel that just kept running around in circles. I'm like, what the fuck going on with that squirrel? And then I look up, you see a bird flying above it, and then, like, it kept acting like it wanted to land on top of the squirrel's back, making the squirrel run. I'm like, that bird is fucking with that squirrel. I was about to get out and whip the bird's ass. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> nah, because I remember the hell you gave my friend back in the day. So I'm going to just, you know, <laughs> just, you know, look the other way. So, yeah, that shit was funny. And um, I was watching Woman Thou Art Lose, the first one, with uh, Kimberly Elise in it. The ending really fucked me up because in the movie, you know, she was in prison for killing her mom's boyfriend. And at the end, you see them pan to her prison door being open, and she was working on this little, she was working on like a house. She was making out of toothpicks. It had a door on it. So me thinking like, oh, they let her free. I read up on it, and they they was basically saying like, no, her death sentence went through. Like they killed her. That fucked me up. I'm like, oh, damn, right. I didn't want to know that. That ruined my teenage life. Yeah. It was crazy, right. but hey. Shit, it's crazy. It was a good movie, though, y'all. Watch it, you know. It, it really opens your eyes to some things. Yeah, I mean, shit. Most movies, I mean, you can't you can't go back on it in your adult years, you know what I'm saying? Because you woke through a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? So when you, when you see wrongdoings or like you know some traumatizing stuff happen in movies that you know that's relatable to real life stuff, like you know what I'm saying? That really mm-hmm. that really messes with your mind. So so yeah, yeah, any any movies that y'all may have watched as 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 kids, you know what I'm saying? And y'all try to rewatch it, you know what I'm saying? When y'all adults, yeah. just you know 
proceed with caution. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that part. You get different epiphanies <laughs> at this point in the time in life, you know what I'm saying? Like Speaking of getting clarity and stuff, we are talking about breakups tonight, you guys, oh, on the shit. Shut Me the Fuck Up topic. Y'all, y'all seen the promotional video? The one, like DC said, I'm sorry, I need to call you by your girlfriend. It's, it's, sorry. DC <laughs> said, um, <laughs> You're going to be saying you raggedy bitch after this. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, um, okay, so I'm going to just go into the first question. What was the hardest breakup for you? Hmm. I want to say there there was two parts. There was two parts to, mm-hmm. to, like, the hardest breakup. And it was between two people. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. one was, you know what I'm saying, like, the mother of my child. Like, that was, I feel like that was part one of, like, one of the hardest breakups that I could ever, you know, really endure, you know what I'm saying, was because of, you know what I'm saying, my belief of wanting to be a family man and, you know, like, really just live, like, that organic-ass, like, life, you know what I'm saying, like, that traditional life where, like, you meet somebody, um, you build a foundation with them, um, at times, whether it's either, you know, baby before marriage or vice versa, you know what I'm saying? Either way, like, it's supposed to, like, the way I the way I learned it, you know what I'm saying, it was supposed to go in either of those orders, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, okay. it should have been, you know what I'm saying, like, a whole, like, family tie situation. But, um, obviously, that didn't go, you know, according to plan, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when when things went, you know what I'm saying, like, completely left, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. understanding who that person was and, you know what I'm saying, the mistakes that I've, you know, caused in between that, you know what I'm saying? Like it really it was it was it was difficult to accept as to how things were going. You know what I'm saying? Okay. As far as like the whole breakup thing. Um, in order to get my emotions and my you know, my attention, you know, from that, I immediately jumped into something else. And, you know, I put a lot of my um a lot of my hopes and, you know, beliefs into this next relationship because mm-hmm. of the heartbreak that I went through with, um, you know, with the whole baby mom situation. Right. And for a moment, that one was going well, but shit, let's be clear. Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever, <laughs> whenever there's a single parent situation, it sometimes it never just goes according to plan. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't transition well. You know what I'm saying? After a uh, single parent breakup and shit like that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything went crazy with that whole situation. And mm-hmm. it interfered with um, it interfered with my current relationship at that time. You know what I'm saying? And, okay. Um, of course, you know, I, well, before, before it went too crazy, I went into, like, a love triangle between these two. And, you know, me being young, me being in my 20s, and my, well, to be exact, I was in, I was 20 at that, you know, to be exact, I was 20 at that time, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't know necessarily right from, well, I knew right from wrong. I just didn't want to define what was right and what was wrong. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I let my emotions make my decisions for me. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever made, whatever made DC feel good at the time was the right decision. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. Yeah, needless to say, like, you know what I'm saying, like, all that went out of control, and, you know, things led to another, and I got slapped one time because I had to break the news to, you know, to the current girl, 
and you know what I'm saying, and because because of that particular news, you know what I'm saying, led to us being into, you know, a relationship that there was there was no trust and, you know, there was a lot of insecurities built up into that relationship. So I mean it was doomed from the start, but you know what I'm saying, me and her both kinda held on to that relationship to see if it could mm-hmm. be better. And, you know, raising a child, a girl to be exact, you know what I'm saying, to bring her into that relationship and somewhat forcing her to be, you know what I'm saying, like the 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 woman on my side, you know what I'm saying, to be, you know, to be that type of figure to, you know, kind of show her the ropes and everything like that was a little too excessive at times, you know what I'm saying, because it was almost like I was trying to paint a perfect picture on my end just to make, you know what I'm saying, my child's mother just, you know what I'm saying, for that and just to, you know, just to let her know, like, you know, I'm doing good on my end, like, I'm good, you know, type of shit. Right. Because there, because, and that that was just out of, you know, justification, you know what I'm saying, because, (laughs) you know, there was, there was assumption that, you know, I wanted her back and that wasn't the case, you know what I'm saying, so I had to make sure that everything on my end was good, you know what I'm saying, in order to let her and her party know, like, you know, everything good on my end, I don't want you before. Like, it's, it's cool. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? We can be cordial. Like, we don't need to go on this back and forth bullshit that we're going through. But needless to say, like, you know what I'm saying, all that commotion and all that frustration led into, you know what I'm saying, that second longest relationship that I had, probably the longest one. It was the longest one, mm-hmm. honestly. And uh, that one failed, and that was that was the that was the part two of like the biggest you know heartbreak and a breakup because I was with that person for so long, and I put so much effort and you know so much time into that relationship, you know what I'm saying, not with just myself but with my kid as well, you know what I'm saying so the the hurt was doubled, you know what I'm saying because I knew at one point like my kid was gonna ask for that person, and you know what I'm saying that was gonna come mm. to me remind me of, you know, the reasons why we're not together. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so, so yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. My, 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 my hardest breakups was, was a part two situation with two different people. But, uh, yeah. No, thank, thank you for being very transparent with that. Cause, um, I was definitely going to rip my bandaid off tonight. I would say yeah. the hardest breakups was, um, the abusive one and this last one. And I say that because um, I feel like all of it ties back into the abuser because for for a while, the reason why it took me a long time to finish writing Out of Darkness was because I felt like I would not have any other projects that would hit this hard because I never had the reaction to any of my other books like I did with this one. So I felt like the people pleaser inside of me, because I'm a recovering people pleaser, um, you know, shout out to Sunshine, I'm trying to become a recovering one. The people pleaser side of me felt like I owe him some type of praise because because he put me through this, now I have a testimony that everybody can heal from. But then God set me down and was like, no, you you have a podcast called Self Love Is My Rehab. Y'all talk about stuff that you struggle with all the time. You can write other stories. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like I basically, I say that to say I broke up with the abuser 
but I was still attaching myself to people that I met through him so that I could still have a connection to him. Because let's just be honest, this last guy that I broke up with, I met him through the abuser's baby mama. And it's like when we talked about her, you know, I would ask her how, how she's doing, it would bring me back to the abuse. When me and this last guy broke up, it made me think about everything that the guy, that the abuser told me about how I wasn't shit, that no one would ever love me. I felt like that. I thought about him. I thought about those words. And I'm like, he's just so right. It's me. I'm fucked up, right? It was very hard because I'm a person, I like to see the good in people. Um, I like to just, you know, feel like if I love hard and I show you that there is lightness in your dark because I attach myself to broken people. If I show you that there is light, you'll love me. And I begged the abuser for, like, crumbs because he would apologize and tell me that he needed me. It was something that I needed to feel because it's like after my mom and my grandma passed, my family just became very separate. And I noticed that when my mom passed, like people that was there for my grandma's funeral wasn't there for wasn't there for my mom's. And then I realized over time they was only there at my grandma's funeral because they thought they was gonna get a check. So when you grow up thinking that you have this family full of love, and then you grow up to see like no people only love you for what you do for them, it fucks you up. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you're mm-hmm. so comfortable with. You get what I'm saying? So I got comfortable with the abuser because it was like, you know what? He apologizes. No one's perfect. I need to just help him. And I was very I was very addicted to him. You get what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. with this last guy, it was different. He wasn't abusing me. He wasn't physically hurting me. He gave me a safe space to express myself. But because I was so used and, you know, I was so used to the type of love that the abuser was giving me where he was on my ass about stuff, where he got jealous if I was going too long, you know what I'm saying? And then having this person give me all this space, I felt like he did not love me because, no, this is not the love that I'm used to, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I played damage control in this past, in in this last relationship. And even though that person fucked up, I hold myself accountable for where I went wrong because I didn't do that before. I always played victim, and I never wanted to hold myself accountable for what I did. But they tie into each other, and it was hard for me to let this last one go because I didn't want to break up with that connection. It is As fucked up as it is, this whole Stockholm Syndrome shit is so fucking true because you have someone that abuses the shit out of you but at the same time gives you things that you wanted your own family to give you so it confuses you when you you're sitting up there saying i'll never do it again i'll never do it again i apologize and then i look up again i got more bruises this time and it was it was it's more than the last always harder it's hard to believe how could you still love someone like that because they're feeding you what your family didn't feed you. You know what I'm saying? They remember certain things about you. They study you. They have a hold on you. It is very hard. And I have to basically tell myself all the time because it's an addiction. 
it, it's, it's hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, DC, I'm pretty sure you understand that anybody else out there who has battled with, an, battled with addiction, you have to constantly remind yourself of where you came from so you won't go back. Even though I'm on here always preaching about self-love, I still have to pray myself. God never take me back to what I had to pray my way out of. You get what I'm saying? So those was the hardest breakups, but letting go of that last one, I knew that I have to let go of that connection with him because I'm worth more than what he gave me. So that goes into my next question. What was your thought process, what was your thought process about that breakup back then versus now? Well, I mean, shit, honestly, you touched on a lot of it uh, with your answer mm-hmm. um, in the previous question. Um, my thought process about it, uh, my thought process about it back then, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know, <laughs> I, need, I hate to sound redundant, but you know what I'm saying? It was, it was definitely heartbreaking, you know what I'm saying? Considering, mm-hmm. you know, who I was as a person and what, you know, my capabilities was and what I was willing to give to that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was never the fuckboy type you know what I'm saying, to, you know, have multiple women or, you know what I'm saying, to play with a woman's heart or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was always genuine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I always looked at how my mom dealt with women, uh, dealt with men, and, you know, I used that as firepower. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, from from my dad to, you know, you know, to, to, you know, the men that she dealt with, you know, after him. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I don't want to be that person. You know what I'm saying? Just just yeah. based off just based off of the hurt that my mom went through, I knew that wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't the person I wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, do the opposite of what they're doing to her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was the formula. You know what I'm saying? That was the mm-hmm. formula. But it was always it was always that mentality battling with you know, with um uh, my personal mentality, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all the things that I was going through personally, you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. having friends or, you know what I'm saying? Always having to, you know, always having trust issues with the friends that I did have at the time, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. of the, the traumatization that I went through verbally about, you know, kids picking on me in school and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So when it came down to it, it was it was really hard to, to trust someone until, you know, I met my kid's mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was – I I pretty much categorized her as the friend, the girlfriend, the lover, you know what I'm saying, the best friend, like, you know, everything. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, like, when your, fam- when your family is not feeding you the natural things that you're supposed to get from them, which is the love, the affection, the, the, the person that, they, that you can go to, yeah. when that one person comes around and give you all of that, then you submit yourself wholeheartedly to that one person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I submitted myself to my kid's mother. You know what I'm saying? And, like, everything went – everything was going good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, despite, like, you know, the ups and downs because, you know what I'm saying, like, no relationship is perfect. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when the ups and downs came around, it was like, you know, our human emotions kicked in at that time, but it was like at the end of the day, like, you know, that's the only motherfucker I can go to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because ain't nobody else I can go to. You know what I'm saying? So when it when it came down to that breakup in particular, you know what I'm saying? Like I felt like any type of hope that I had as far as like, you know, having someone that I can really call a friend, 
really like was really diminished at that point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like nobody could really be my friend at that point. You know what I'm saying? Because if someone was able to let me into their life, you know what I'm saying, the way that my kid's mom did, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this, and this was like, this was my first genuine girlfriend at the time. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. we, we poured into each other, you know what I'm saying? Emotionally, physically, you know what I'm saying? Mentally, all of that. You know what I'm saying? So this is the first time I really like experienced all of that in one person. Mm-hmm. And like that threw me for a rocker for a minute, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like, you know, like I said, like after a while, it was just like, you know, you you pulled this action, and then it was just like, okay, like that type of betrayal, you know what I'm saying? For you to do that with somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Not to be too detailed, you know what I'm saying? Just out of respect for her, I ain't trying to get too, too much detail, but mm-hmm. for her to you know commit to someone else in that in that manner at that time, it made me just feel like okay, I can't trust nobody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, therefore, it put me in a defense mechanism to where it was just like, okay, at this point, I'm going to just pretty much please myself, you know what I'm saying? Not not too much, not have too much um, emotions into it, but at the same time, please myself, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I got to honestly say on some real shit, and this, is, this probably has never been spoken before, so this is going to be a band-aid I rip off, but the relationship I got into after my kid's mom was purely based off of just her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I grew to love that person over the, over the course of, like, months, years type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And unfortunately, it, you know, at that time, it had to have been my best friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so for for mm. me to do that, you know what I'm saying, to to go to pretty much into, you know what I'm saying, like what my thought process was versus now, like I feel like that was fucked up for me to, you know, go to someone that I knew was pretty much vulnerable at the same time because she wasn't happy in her relationship. And, hell, like I inboxed her. Well, I, I wouldn't say inbox. I messaged her and her two best friends. Well, no, no. I messaged her and one of her best friends and then a girl I knew in the eighth grade at the time. And I hit both, I hit all three of them up trying to holler at them. And you know what I'm saying? Like she, she hit me up first and said that she was interested, but I felt like that was fucked up at the same time. You know what I'm saying? For me to, to basically use her to basically, you know, try to heal from the hurt that I had from my kid's mother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I felt like that was fucked up. That's, that's that's a blame that I will, you know, hold myself accountable for. You know what I'm saying? And many other things, too. You know what I'm saying? I use that example just, you know, just to just to break the break the ice on it. But there's a lot more things that I that I that I did not feel that I was in fault for. But I do look at it now and say, like, yeah, like I fucked that up. Like for real, like you know, what I'm saying? like it, it was uncalled for on my end to like you know make certain make you know take certain actions, you know what I'm saying that led to you know like I said from me getting slapped, like you know what I'm saying I got slapped hard shit, like you know what I'm saying? maybe further down the line we'll probably talk about that, you know what I'm saying like I'll try to figure out ways to you know incorporate that story without really telling too much of it, but yeah, I got slapped hard shit. Like, that was the first time I ever got slapped and I couldn't do shit about it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was in the wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was in the wrong. You know what I'm saying? But, like, 
I feel like that was the I feel like that was the very first time like I had to swallow the pill and like realize like you know like hey you can't come back from this like you got to show this person you know just based off of the care and the love that you have for that person and it was only right that I had to tell her the truth at that time you know what I'm saying so I told her the truth and shit before I could say I'm sorry she smacked the shit out of me <laughs> you know what I'm saying like sorry, all that shit was a few words sorry. and then it was just like you motherfucker <laughs> You know, but, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. But I mean, you know, but no, yeah, nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, like when I look back on it now, like um, the person that I was back then, like I, I felt like I didn't have any wrongdoings at the time, but definitely looking back at it now, like I, I have some accountability that I'm willing to. And, mm. uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like hold, holding myself accountable at this time, it don't make me feel sad. It don't make me, it don't make me feel guilty or anything like that. It just lets me know yeah. that I've matured at this particular moment in time to, you know, understand my wrongs and, you know, I've been able to make it right within myself. Unfortunately, I can't make it right with those two, you know, because we, we, you know, we passed our, you know, you know, expiration date and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But I wish, you know, them the best of luck in everything that they do. But, uh, mm. but yeah. Growth is good, though, see? It's so good. Um, My thought process about the abuse, the abuser that I left, was I'm going to show you better than I can tell you that you'll need me before I need you. Um, The thought process with the ex that I left now, um, that process back then, I was not ready to let that go because I finally got somebody who who showed me affection, who I could talk to about anything and everything, who made me laugh. Um, like, you know, like he was just that big guy that I just seen that he can protect me, right? But it's like because I never had it before, I abused the shit out of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. I abused the shit out of it. And it's like I wasn't ready to let him go, but what made me let him go was because it's like, you sit on two podcasts and you tell listeners to love themselves, but you over here in that same breath begging him to stay. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Just let him go because you walked away from the abuser. But my process now is with the abuser, I'm showing, I'm proving to myself. I don't owe him shit anymore. I'm proving to myself that I don't, I, that I deserve more that I'm I'm holding myself accountable. Like when I get triggered about certain things, I'll write in my journal what's triggering me. I will do the what, why, when, and where <laughs> question. Yeah. And I'm I'm right. going to do that because I need to unpack this in a healthy way. Like it's one thing to talk about some shit, but if you're not changing it, I'm sorry. Like we hold trauma in our body. And I heard when you don't deal with that, that's why the arthritis and all those other diseases come because your body is sick. Like I get now when they say like a person who, you know, commits suicide, their brain was sick because they had so many negative thoughts in their head. Nobody, there was nobody for them to talk to. You get what I'm saying? I want to unpack this in a healthy way. Um, But, you know, it's crazy that you say that, like, you know how you said that um, the second relationship was out of hurt. See, the guy that I met, I met him through the baby mama, and at that time, mm-hmm. I was not ready for no relationship because I knew that I was going to, I'm going to put you through some shit because, you know, the abuser made me hate all men. 
But it's like me and this guy was still having sex. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, in a way, I'm still giving you what you want. You get what I'm saying? But it's like he was so persistent, you know. So the around the time when we finally got together, here I am thinking like, okay, I'm giving him what he finally wants. I'm ready. But I was nowhere near ready. I was nowhere. Even though we had just started up self-love time rehab and we were talking about things, I was still I was still doing my old habits. You get what I'm saying? So I was not ready. So it's like now looking back at that breakup, it's like it was the best thing for me because it turned me, it helped me to face me and to really focus on my self-love journey. And I'm at a place where, like, men have tried to come at me. I've, I've had talks with you about it, and I'm able to just say no because I used to get so happy off of a male, male's attention, you know, like any male's attention. Didn't even care about his circumstances. He's giving me attention. I don't feed into that anymore. I'm learning to move different. So I, I do see growth. And, you know, the guy that I broke up with, you know, he he reached out to me and, um, you know, usually I'll, you know, respond and everything like that. But I had to come to a realization because it was hard for me to see the wrong in him. You know, shout out to DC, my homie Queen K and Natasha. They always brought me back like, no, no, he fucked up. Stop beating yourself up because you ain't said nothing that he did wrong. So I started looking at it from face value after that, after those conversations with y'all. And I realized I cannot keep putting on this smile every time you reach out and act like you didn't just have me thinking suicidal thoughts the night before. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I realized where I was wrong at, but I know that I gave you time. I gave you the free space to let me know where I was messing up. I tried to have check-ins with you, and you pushed me away. So I have to give myself grace, and I got to let you go. And it was just the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever because I used to always care about their feelings. Well, how are they going to feel when I don't talk to them? But it's like, damn, did they, did they consider yours? So... Um, I, of course I still get emotional because I feel myself about to cry right now, but I, I just, I've just come a long way since February. I've just come a long way. So that goes into my next question. Um, why do we self-doubt? This is just in the general answer. Why do we self-doubt before seeing the breakup as a reward? Like, like when it, when the breakup first happens? Well, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's because for one, we put too much effort into a relationship to, you know, to break up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you know, once we break up with a motherfucker, it's like, nah, man, this shit ain't about to fly like this, bro. Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a day or two to think it over. If I ain't heard yeah. from your ass, then I'm gonna show, I'm gonna for sure text you. Like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Good, mm, good. So, <laughs> you know, like, what's going on with us? Like, you know, type of shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like after a while, like, you know, we look we look at a post-breakup and we just, like, we, we, we get into this mode to where, like, we feel like nobody else wants us but the person yeah. that we was with for so long. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we're, we're, we're afraid to go back into that single pool or, you know, pretty much just that, you know, that, that, that pool of just being single and not wanting to deal with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically focusing on yourself. And that's because we're just not used to being by ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I can can speak for myself, you know, wholeheartedly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, once I I had a, 
once I had the want to wanting to be in the, you know, to have a girlfriend, like I had one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was no in between. Like 2016 was the first time, like I've pretty much departed from, you know, my last relationship and I've been single up until now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's been rough. It's been rough as fuck mm-hmm. because it's like, I don't know how to wake up in the morning and not, you know, either roll over to the person that I'm dating or send a text message to, you know, the person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was hard as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I woke up and was like, huh, ain't got nobody to text. I ain't wake up to a text. I guess I'm single as fuck. Like, goddamn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that, that shit, that shit got to me. Like, it really got to me, like, really hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, because when, because when I started, like, talking to, you know, people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I immediately get into, like, this relationship mode, which is, which is fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, it, <laughs> it, it, it takes away from, you know, like, the whole, like, you know, moving slow or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, taking a step-by-step type of shit. Like, you, when you, when you single for that long and somebody feeling you and shit, like, you immediately trying to jump into that, into that caliber of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Like you fucking with me and only me, right? Like, all right, cool. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like type of shit. Like, it, it drives I'm me sorry. crazy. Like type of shit. Like, also real shit. Like, it really does. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, but um, but yeah, I feel like that's when we really just like self doubt it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we feel like we can't like, and it's yeah. hard to really like be without that person, depending on how long you've been with them, and you know how much effort and you know how much foundation you built with that person. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like I, ain't, I I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. The the um the the relationship that I was that I was in um pretty much my last one I would say um we were break up fucking left and right damn near. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was crazy because like <laughs> she she would call it a break, which was which was hilarious. She called it a break. Well, no, she called she called it she called it a breakup. I pretty much called it a break after a while because, like, the routine was, like, we'd break up, two days go by, she'll hit me up, and she broke up with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she'll, she'll break up with me, and then, like, two days later, hit me up, like, hey, how you doing? What the fuck you mean? How you think I'm doing? Shit, I'm hurt. You fucking broke up with me. What you mean? You know what type of shit? You know what I'm saying? So, and then it'll just be like, you know, like, I'll, I'll spill the beans to her and shit like that and be like, you know, hey, like, issue type of shit like you know what I'm saying like can we talk it out like, I don't want to see us depart like this like you know what I'm saying they cool you know yada 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 and then you know talk sex game to her and everything like that and they'd be like you know she'd be like okay eventually we'll meet up and then before you know it clapping cheeks and type of shit like you know what I'm saying? Like, that was the routine <laughs> yeah. <Yo. laughs> That was the routine. Like, it was the real shit. Like, that was the routine. You know what I'm saying? So after a while, like, when she would break up with me and she would call it a breakup, I'd be like, you know, shit, i call it, you know, just um, <laughs> just separating for a minute until you cool down. Because, like, you know, I just knew for a fact, like, one of us was going to text the other first, and then, you know, we'll start talking that I miss you type of shit, and, yeah, like, we'll be back into a relationship. But, um... <laughs> But, yeah, I would say, shit, when 2016 came around and I went through my shit, you know what I'm saying, caught a couple of DUIs and everything like that, and, you know, we finally broke up. She reached out. I was like, ah, nope. <laughs> nope, not today. Yeah. Not today. Sorry, right. I, got, I got some shit that's going on with me, 
and I don't see you helping me out with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, and because like it's crazy because like we would have to go through, and this is based off my experience. We would have to go through some traumatizing shit to where that person is not around at the time of it happening from the time that you have to deal with it by yourself, recuperate by yourself, and heal from it by yourself to where you realize you don't need that person. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because we deal with these people based off of the fact of needing them. Once you deal with shit, once you deal with life changes by yourself, you realize you don't need that person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially, mm-hmm. especially if it's especially if it's a relationship going wrong, or if it's already wrong, you're just stuck in it because of the simple fact that you feel like there's no other place that you can be and will be, but there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Part. So it took it took yeah. me to go through the shit that I had went through, and for for me to realize that you know it was it was half-ass support up until we broke up. And then, you know, it took the, you know, it took her to reach out and everything like that. And a part of me wanted to feed into that. But at the same time, like I was looking from the outside in and was just like, you don't need that, bro. You don't need that because you already know where it's about to go. And if you go back there, there's no telling (laughs) where you might end up, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, I just know I just need to figure this shit out on my own at this point. Like this is my first time in my life that I that I can have the opportunity to fend for myself and not, you know, necessarily depend on someone else's support a hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it, it, it took it took that to build me up, you know what I'm saying? To the point where I didn't I didn't feel like I needed anybody. You know what I'm saying? I can want somebody, but I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the mm-hmm. greatest accomplishment that you can ever have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can want somebody, but don't don't doubt yourself to where you feel like you need somebody. You don't need anybody. You can want them, but you don't need them. Yep, that part. So, that part. So, yeah. Well, um, I was going to say when you were saying earlier, um, <laughs> I forgot what you said, but you made me think about when I was watching Notorious last night when the part was <laughs> – Little Kim, they, I think she had just came, and she was like, "You seeing anybody?" <laughs> like that's how it be. Like, like nigga, I want you to be yeah. all mine, girl. I want you to be all mine. yeah. But um, <laughs> to answer the question, I think that we self doubt depending on if it happened to us. Like if we get somebody dumped us. When we break up with somebody, yeah. we feel like Morris Chestnut on Two Could Play That Game when he went back over there and reversed <laughs> the tables on her. We be walking into work. You need anything? But when it when it's right. us, it's like I don't want to hear that it's not you, it's me. No, that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because you're breaking up with me. Like, why don't you think that we can get through this together? But now I realize that there are some storms where people have to go through it by themselves. They can't, you know what I'm saying, help you get through it. Self-doubt because it's like I know for me growing up, I was critiqued so much. I say this all the time. My mom abandoned me a lot, you know what I'm saying, with her drug addiction. And I always took it personal, not realizing this is an this is an addiction that she's going through and, you know what I'm saying, it is stronger than what she can give you. She can't be that functional mom that you need her to be. But you don't process this at five and six years old. 
you just always know that when your mom leaves, you're crying. You know what I'm saying? And it's like every time you're around her, you just want so much and much of the time until you start to get older and you realize the way she's treating you isn't right, and then it just becomes this big war between you two. You get what I'm saying? So it's like you, you find that validation in others. And it's like, like you had said, when you can find somebody that gives you what your family didn't, you let that shit consume you. You want to be up under it at all times. You're not ready for it to be over. And it's like, I think that people like me who wants to be in control of everything, I, I take it even harder when it's like, okay, because I was that person too with this last relationship, he would come around and we would smoke and I would just try to throw the pussy on him. Like, let's get back together. And it's just like, I always, it was always egg yolk on my face. I, I, I It was always me left with the clown mask because it's like, after we would get done, I see a text from another girl pop up on his phone or a girl calls his phone and everything like that. But it's like, here I am still giving in, you know, him deleting me off Instagram, but still wanting me to be around his family. It was like, why are you still attaching yourself to him? But it's so easy for him to pull away from you. You get what I'm saying? So I had to stop self self, uh, doubting myself because I had to realize like it, it's it's not you. It's this image of you that I created in my head, but that's not who you are. I got to look at it from face value. You know what I'm saying? Did you give me everything that I desire? No. I just settled because I felt like this one was better than the abusive one. But lessons keep coming back, and they will come back in different forms. You get what I'm saying? Because I still found myself begging for attention. I still found myself competing with other females. I still found myself getting gaslighted by someone. You get what I'm saying? But I chose to overlook it because I still wanted this relationship. So that goes into my last question. What rewards or lessons have you received since the breakup? Mm. Well, the rewards that I have is that, you know, I'm out of that. I'm out of, I'm out of those situations to where, you know, I felt like I was giving my all and it wasn't reciprocated. But uh, the lessons I do have, <laughs> and this is to put me in your shit. If you you want to kick the wood, <laughs> you can kick it. <laughs> but the lessons I learned was to not be so insecure. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to, I have to in a sense realize like if a person is there for me, they're there for me for a reason, or they're with me for. Reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I ain't, I ain't the richest nigga in the world, so I can't provide you with anything. But let's be honest, money can't buy you love. So mm. I can definitely say that, you know, the the love and the contributions that I had based off of that, you know what I'm saying, I felt like was priceless. I felt like I definitely gave my all as far as, like, love and affection, you know what I'm saying? But I had to actually ask myself, like, okay, if you if you're doing all of that, you know what I'm saying? What's what's still causing you to be single? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I felt like it was it was definitely the insecure portion of it. I had to I had to I had to reevaluate those relationships to understand that, you know, I did have some insecurities more so in the second relationship, not necessarily the relationship that I had with my kids, mom. I feel like that was the mm-hmm. pinnacle of it because our differences what the downfall of our relationship was it involved someone else outside of the relationship. 
you know what I'm saying? So that's where their insecure, insecurities really started. But I had to I had to reevaluate those based off um based off insecurities to tell myself that, you know, you're not an ugly person. You know what I'm saying? You're not an ugly person. That's what I have to I have to chant that shit. I have to chant that shit to myself. Like you're not an ugly person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because before before those situations, you know, like I like I you know pretty much you know said on previous um, episodes, you know what I'm saying? Like I was verbally, you know, attacked about my appearance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And because it was consistent, it made me feel like an ugly person. Therefore, it it pretty much put me in a negative as far as, like, you know, how much self-love I have for myself. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I looked at myself based off of how people talk about me. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I do go into a relationship, I always feel like, you know, why is this beautiful individual looking for a nigga like me? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. self-sabotage in that manner. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely look back at back at those encounters and, you know, look at it as, you know, the females that you dated, they weren't ugly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like niggas, niggas would kill to be in my school with, you know, dealing with these females that I had dealt with. You know what I'm saying? But yes. just like, just like the richest person, like, you might think that they happy because they got like six figures <laughs> and shit, but it, it, deep down inside, like, it might be something that be fucking with them. And, you know, they may be depressed without, with these six figures. You know what I'm saying? So, Damn part. um, but yeah, like the the lesson I definitely learned from that is to stop doubting yourself, you know, wholeheartedly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I would doubt mm-hmm. myself a lot, you know, going into a relationship, you know what I'm saying? So the, 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 the positive out of it though is, is that I go hard, you know what I'm saying? And, and in some cases I may go too hard to where like, you know, it pushes the person away to where it's like, okay, like, you too hard like I was just trying to I'm trying to slowly progress this shit but you talking about getting married to me. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying I'm not saying that I, I do that but you know what I'm saying like just just to just to over exaggerate it a little bit is what I'm saying. but um yeah. but yeah like I, I definitely um I definitely looked at my insecurities as being like the biggest lesson um because like I said, like with 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 the um with the with the first relationship, the first serious one, you know, it was it was an outsider situation, and it and it and it threw my rocker off, making me feel like you know I wasn't worth anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I would uh, from from there on out, I would go into a relationship just doubting myself and just waiting for, you know, what I'm saying that girl to see me for who I am physically, you know what I'm saying, and not really looking at the personality and what I could contribute, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one that I can okay. think of off the top of my head. Okay. Well, I'm going to say mine real quick because we ain't on time. Um, so rewards yeah. and lessons that I have received is, um, you know, both no apologies and out of darkness is, um, out, uh, you know, the abusive relationship that I was in helped me to, you know, learn how to be more, to feel my emotions and not be emotionally numb because I realized how numb I was in that um, in that situation. Uh, the lesson that I have learned from it is that 
in order to get the happiness and love that you want, you have to let go of fear and anger, and you have to create your own happiness. You can't find it through somebody else. Um, another reward I have is that uh, another reward that I've um, that I have received is that, like I said, I'm learn I'm falling back in love with myself, and I'm like you know finally doing the shadow work. Like I'm not talking about it. I'm learning to be about it. And um, I'm realizing how comfortable I'm getting with doing spoken word. Now I'm getting more comfortable with myself. Like I noticed today at an event that I was at, I was able to make eye contact with people while, you know, doing my poems. And I also had to learn with these two relationships that I was dealing with a lot of dysfunctional shit, um, you know, with my family. And I'm setting boundaries. And, you know, yeah, I'm like D.C. If you got a problem with it, DM me, get at me. So, yeah, with that being said, we're going to segue right into the Simulate Your Mind Drop It, D.C. All right, shit, we heading into the fall, so fall in love with me, girl. Let's simulate that mind coverage. I'll see you. Okay. So, D.C. said we've, we've had this one on here before, so if we did, could someone let me know? But um, I'm still struggling with it. <laughs> so my question is, what is the difference between processing what happened and reliving what happened to you over and over? Mm. Hold up. Repeat that shit one more time. Okay. If, I'm, I'm going to give you the background to it, too. So the question is, what is okay. the difference between processing what happened and reliving what happened to you over and over. I was listening to this um, podcast where there was a psychologist on there talking about how the brain works. And he said how a habit is created is that, you know, it takes 21 days to create a habit, right, to the point that your body knows how to do it better than your brain. So, you know, he said it's overthinkers. When something happens to us, we overthink it so much because we think that if I overthink it, I can catch it the next time so a person won't do this to me. But he said what you don't understand is that your brain is confused at this point. When you're thinking about something, your brain doesn't can't tell if it's happening right then and there or if you're just rethinking about it. So that made me think, okay, well, how do you process something that happened to you if your brain is going to feel like it's happening over again. Because, like, have you ever thought about something that you went through and you get those same emotions? It's because your brain thinks that it's happening all over again. So that's why I came up with this question. Hmm. Well, like, I'm I mean, still shit, stoned. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. Because, I okay. mean, based off of certain things, okay, I'll give you I'll give you an example. I'll give you, I'll give you my okay. DUI. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like going through that, you know what I'm saying, things that I never would have thought I I would I would go through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like out of my history of drinking, like I never would have thought that, you know, one day or shit the day, you know, consecutive well, I wouldn't say consecutive days, but you know, like mm-hmm. you know, two significant days, you know what I'm saying, I would get caught doing that shit while driving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like when it came down to it, like, you know, it was it was traumatizing. It really was, you know what I'm saying? And I went through, I went through probably three, probably three years and a couple months of, you know, recovering from that, you know what I'm saying? With, you know, with random drops, you know, AA, you know what I'm saying? That's, mm. 
okay, I'm gonna hold that back because I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say what I'm I was gonna say. You know what I'm saying? Because the shit may have it may work for certain people and it may not work for us. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna just leave okay. that. But um, <clears throat> that was a situation I never thought of that I would go through, and because it deprived me of so many years, you know what I'm saying? Like it 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 definitely sticks with me. You know what I'm saying? Because it was it was it was down to a point where you know I didn't want to even be around people who you know who partook in you know drinking you know what i'm saying or even utter the word drink like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i didn't want to be around that you know what i'm saying but i think over the course of just course of just like you know just going through it and just you know knowing my truth and just knowing who i was individually you know what i'm saying like i had to i had to accept what had happened you know what i'm saying and after accepting what happened I had to basically give myself the opportunity to move forward and pretty much acknowledge, you know, people, you know, who do drink or, you know what I'm saying, who do substances and everything like that. Because when you look at it, like, you know what I'm saying, that particular situation, like everybody damn near does. You know what I'm saying? Somebody drinks Mm -hmm. for someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) <laughs> Every other next door neighbor can possibly fucking drink. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? So, there's certain situations that you just can't run from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you have to deal with it. You have to pretty much learn to adapt yourself in those environments to be able to, mm-hmm. um, basically deal with the process. But as far as you constantly like reliving it, those will be there will be times where you relive that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time I had got in my car, there would be a thought process that comes to mind where it was just like, damn, I remember starting up this car at one point, and I was at this particular location, and boom, that's where I had got flicked, and I got handcuffed, and I was sitting in the cell for pretty much 13 hours trying to sober up. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, and I, and I, and nine times out of 10, I probably didn't, I probably wouldn't even be nowhere near, you know, that area, but it just took me to to get in my car and start it up to have, you know, to trigger those thoughts. So it's a, it's a, it's a nagging thought, but the thing is you don't let it consume you. You don't let it consume you on a daily basis. You have to, you have to stay in that mode of rehabilitation. You know what I'm saying? Once you, once you get into that mode of rehabilitation, you know what I'm saying? Like your, your, your mind, your body, your soul will tend, will tend to that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then after a while, like, it'll just be like, yeah, you'll think about it, but you're numb to the past emotions, the past situation. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I'll go, I'll go through um, – I've actually been through, like, the areas that, you know, I had got flicked and everything like that. But I'll just look at it like, you know, damn, like, I remember I got flicked right there. But it's like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm, not doing, I'm not doing at the time – I'm not doing the things that I did at the time of that, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't got shit to work about. You know what I'm saying? That's just a right. thing in the past. I can think about it and not be triggered by it. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's a process, but you know what I'm saying? It it's a it's a positive at the end of at the end of the road. As long as you, you know, like I said, like, you know, think rehabilitation, you know, accept it and, you know, just move forward. You know, have a support group to be able to talk to it'll get you through it. You better freaking preach. You better freaking preach because I don't even want to say the effort. No, seriously, because, 
you know, I've noticed that, and okay, so I'm going to be honest. Like the other day, I had to go on a weed run, and, you know, the people yeah. that I was going to, like they're mobile. So I had to, like, when I finally got to a place, it was like, we're not there, meet us here. So make a long story short, um, I got some weed, and then I actually had to stop at a smoke shop to get some blunt deals because I'm like, dog, it's been a stressful day. I need to roll up right now. So mm-hmm. I actually stopped at a smoke shop in, in, you know, in his area. And I didn't, I had that thought, like, you know, yeah, like, I remember we did argue over here, but I was numb to the yeah. emotion, you know what I'm saying? Because in the past, right. when I would think about it, those emotions would come. And, like, I remember, like, I went inside, you know, had my face mask on, didn't care. I, like, you know, I didn't even call one of y'all, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I even sat there and was comfortable enough to roll the blunt. So you're right. But going down that street, oh, going down that street is a different story. And Queen Terry pointed <laughs> out to me the other day because I had to cut through his neighborhood to go to the credit union. And she was like, I can instantly tell that you, you know what I'm saying, you're still healing from that because you just got instantly quiet. And I was like, girl, I was shaking too right. because it's just so much that happened. But it's like I think the difference between processing and reliving something over and over is processing is coming to the realization that it happened and not being in denial about it. Because when you be in denial about it, every time you go around there, something going to make you snap. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for that. You know, I'm not even going to really answer it because I struggle with this. So thank you for answering that. Um, But all right, we're about to get into shout-outs and appreciation. What you got for us, DC? Keep it short and sweet, you know, I ain't saying. Uh, shout out to Self Love <laughs> My Rehab, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? It's been a therapeutic experience for me. It's been allowing me to become a better person every single day. Uh, shout out to you, Complex, for allowing me to be on the platform. And shout out to God, because without him, none of this would be possible. Shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Don't play with it, you know, I ain't saying. Um, I got some joggers. I got some joggers that are coming out. You know what I'm saying? For the fall and winter, you know what I'm saying? So be ready for that. You know what I'm saying? It should be dropping, I want to say, the 1st of October. I got to see when they come in, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to definitely make sure I get them, make sure they're straight before, you know, I you know throw them out there for sale. Um, mm. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be lit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't <laughs> wait, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm... I want to, I wanna, you know, throw on some joggers that got, you know, dynamic culture on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be lit. Uh, I got a new <laughs> shirt coming out. Um, well, I got a new shirt that is out. It's uh, Die With uh, Memories and Not Dreams. So yes. right now, make sure y'all hit me up, you know what I'm saying, if y'all want to, uh, you know, cop a shirt. And uh, if you want to see how I look, shit, just go ahead and follow the uh, the IG page. That's uh, dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel. And uh, you can follow my ugly ass at super ugly. You know, Yo. up on the Instagram, you know what I'm saying? That's super, that's S-U-P-A, yeah. underscore, <laughs> underscore, underscore, ugly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, to close it out, shit, shout out to all my positive kings and queens with positive vibes and positive energy. And shout out to all them negative, nasty ass, bum ass, old, over obese ass, negative nasties with negative vibes and negative energy. We'll still lay out at the end of the day, bug of sugar. We just wait for you to catch up. Yo, so I want to say <laughs> shout out to my book, No Apologies, for setting the platform for self-love, my rehab, and Queens of Vision. 
that book, man, is still going strong today. Um, I went to an event today. Shout out to Dawn. I met her at Sunshine Monique. She had an event called Cosmic Nobody's Conventions, and she had me be a vendor there, and I met Dawn. It's like we just started talking about self-love. I told her about the podcast, and, like, we was just joined at the hip for the rest of the day. Like, I remember I had signed up for open mic, but I was out, you know, vending, so I didn't hear when they called, and she came to get me. Like, girl, they calling you. So I went to her event today. And she was just talking about it. She's like, I need part two right now. And I know that she read it because she was like, I felt for, you know, such and such in the book and like just going in. I wrote that book two years ago. And I'm telling you, it feels really good to hear people still talking about it because I published a book before and I'm just going to say <laughs> that shit was ghost. It was out of sight, out of mind after <laughs> two months. I'm just going to be honest. So I'm just so thankful Shout out to you, Don, for that um, poetry event. She does it every Sunday. It was so personal and intimate. I'm networking with her to do an event that Queens of Vibes and Visions will be having. Stay tuned for that. We'll talk about it in the near future on Queens of Vibes and Visions. Um, go get my books, No Apologies and Out of Darkness, both on Amazon by Complex Angel. That's my pen name, C-O-M-P-L-E-X. You better go get some shit. <laughs> A-N-G-E-L, Okay. Um, <laughs> also, DC, so me and Nett was like, we, we was, uh, Queen K, we were sending each other, like, different bathing suit ideas. You need to come up with some bathing suits next summer. I'm just telling you, dynamic culture, I'm going to send you a design topic, dog. I'm telling you, I'm just saying, I got inspired. Same but, up, um, yeah, shout out, to, shout out to you, DC, for always coming on. Like, I feel myself getting emotional, but... I I need to cry on here. I just really want to say thank you to you and Queen K for just like really just taking these platforms seriously and you know like just being so open and transparent because I don't have the money to pay y'all. My broke ass is broke, but I thank y'all for taking time out of y'all day because I know right now we're back to school and just everything. I know that it's stressful. But I thank y'all for still taking time out to do the promotional video, to do the flyers, to write the questions. Like, thank y'all for just showing me what true, genuine friendship feels like. Y'all are my family. And I'm really over here fucking crying. I don't, I don't like myself. Um, so, yeah, we're going we gonna, to we gonna go over to the light side. My eye is running. We're going to go over to the light side. Uh, take us into the what you know about that, D.C. Well, shit, just to, just to piggyback off of that, ain't no price tag on friendship. You already know that. You know what I'm saying? So don't even worry about that shit. Yeah. If we if we, if we, take it, if we partaking <laughs> into this shit, it's because we want to do it. And at the same time, you know, yeah. start to support you. You know what I'm saying? So we about to hop into this motherfucker. We ain't about to get emotional. <laughs> hey, what you know about that? What you know about that? I know what about that. Know them A-O's. Okay, so DC, DC. When uh, we do this shit live, when we do self love my rehab live, I want you to ride your bike coming out saying that part. I just see you riding the bike saying that part. Nigga, <laughs> say less. I'm gonna ride up in my little. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride up in my little cruiser. You know what I'm saying? My little Devo <laughs> cruiser. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm gonna say that shit. I'm gonna say it out loud and proud. <laughs> but right, uh, cool, cool. but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So um. The uh, what you know about that topic um, is from the Shade Room Great Debate. Shout out to the Shade Room. So um, we're going to jump right into it. So the uh, the post says, I don't care what no one says. Marrying into a, marrying into a good family uh, matters. We always say they don't, uh, they don't have to like 
but it feels good knowing your in-laws treat you like your own, treat you like you're one of theirs. I don't like tension, so I couldn't imagine not being welcome into a space I'm made, I am made, that I have made a commitment into. So right. I picked this one because, like, um, a lot of situations, you know what I'm saying, of course, like, we get into these relationships and everything like that, and <laughs> sometimes the impressions and everything like that may not go well with other family members and everything like that. And I say that with immediate family members because I've 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 dealt with I've dealt with the positive sides. I never dealt with the negative sides, you know what I'm saying, as far as like mm-hmm. with, you know, being welcomed into the family. But um my but yeah, my overall question is, you know, just based off of the post, like do you feel like is is necessary or do you feel like it matters whether or not you are you are basically accepted into um into the family? I would say yes because um it just brings balance at the end of the day. It makes it less stressful on the the husband if I'm getting along with his mom because he ain't got to, you know, it's not that that tug of war. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. let's just be honest. We 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 get into relationships like you know you said it before. I have a daughter and she's a package deal. Even though our family it shouldn't be in our bedroom, but they're still a part of you. You get what I'm saying? When we go around yeah. to family events, what does it look like that I'm not there with you because I don't fuck with your family? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like family's not mm-hmm. perfect, but it feels <laughs> it feels better to get accepted in there. You get what I'm saying? And and know that you're one because this is a lifelong commitment that you're making. You know, let's just be honest. Romeo and Juliet, it was hard for them to be in a relationship because their families was at war. So it's like the only way I could be with you is, you know, through death. You get what I'm saying? So I think it is best to have acceptance. Like you don't have to, um, you know, you don't need their approval but it's just best to be accepted in the family. Like, okay, I want to see the same side of you that your son sees. You know what I'm saying, mama? Don't be trying to act all sweet in front of me. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? If you're my mom, you know what I'm saying, have that relationship with me too. You get what I'm saying? Don't be biased. You know, right is right, wrong is wrong. But that's just how I see it. What's your take on it? I mean, yeah, I feel like it. I feel like definitely, um, definitely going into um, your significant other family definitely does matter. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would say more so towards the immediate family, which is the parents and, you know, anybody else that may fall up under those, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, excuse me, for marriage, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's going to be key. You know what I'm saying? That's going to, that's going to relieve a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? A lot of frustration, a lot of emotions, you know what I'm saying? When it comes down Mm -hmm. to me personally, like I'm always, I'm always open to, you know what I'm saying, the family, whenever, whatever family I do, you know, happen to go into, you know what I'm saying. And honestly, it's simply because I don't have a family of my own. And that, mm. don't don't get teary-eyed, people. Don't, don't cry. It's okay. <laughs> no. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a family. I have a, I, yeah. <laughs> I have a family. I do. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm not as close to them as I once was. You know what I'm saying? And it is unfortunate, but, you know what I'm saying, like, it, it it benefits it benefits the significant other because you know what I'm saying like I'm I'm open I'm always open just for the simple fact that I'm not close to my family you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so um 
like I said, like, you know, it definitely will play a factor into it, you know what I'm saying? Because like you said, like, you know what I'm saying, like when the barbecue is happening and you ain't there, ain't no telling what the hell they may be talking or, you know what I'm saying, spilling in your significant other's ear, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I feel like <clears throat> the negative Nancy's in the relationship is going to always give you, they're going to always feed you the the negativity. You know what I'm saying? They're they're not gonna necessarily look at, you know what I'm saying, like the 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 pros within you. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna always look at the cons or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just and that's and that's just based off appearance. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't even gonna lie, I'm gonna probably be that dad where like, you know what I'm saying, like if my if my daughter roll up with a nigga and you know what I'm saying, like I might just look at the way he walked and be like, Yep, yeah, he ain't for you. He ain't for Yo. you. <laughs> you might as well throw him back in the pond and just find somebody else. Like straight up, you know what I'm saying? But like, like on some real shit, like that's how, that's how certain mothers and or fathers think, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like once you, I feel like once you are accepted by the parents, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody else falls in line, you know what I'm saying? Cause like I said, like when, when it came to, when it came to me meeting my kids, mom's uh, parents and um, my relationship after that, when I met her parents, there was no there was no pressure there except for the the uh the last relationship I was in her father her father mm-hmm. boy god damn I heard stories about this mm-hmm. nigga until like I met him <laughs> she was like she was yeah. like I'm gonna warn you he might have his revolver sitting around somewhere I'm like nigga what you mean <laughs> like it ain't in a safe somewhere <laughs> like what you mean like I get you his baby girl but god damn but it's like the mm. crazy thing was like we bonded just based off of the simple fact that we both we both were fathers and we were fathers to to girls. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mm. what that's what made us bond. And like it, it shocked the hell out of her because it was like, shit, my daddy ain't never really accepted nobody like that. I thought he was just gonna be mean, mean gene up in this motherfucker. I was like, well, shit, he must think I'm he must mm. think I'm the right approval. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know. So it all it, it it takes you to pretty much bond with your significant others you know, immediate family to pretty much really determine, you know what I'm saying, like your relationship. Because even though y'all may be, you know what I'm saying, like 100% with each other, like everything is flowing naturally with y'all, all it takes is just for a person who is pretty much family-oriented, you know what I'm saying, to pretty much like listen to their family's opinion that will really kind of like fuck up the relationship in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, my mom was in that situation before. Like, she had dated someone outside her race. And his immediate family didn't like the fact that he was dating a black woman. So, (laughs) because of that, it caused a lot of tension and a lot of he say, she say. And it pretty much fucked up that whole relationship. And I remember this guy to this day. And I was was probably, like, maybe five, maybe even four. I still remember this guy to this day. His name is Dave. Mm. I still I still remember this dude. Because he was good to me. Like like on some real shit, he was good to me. He was a white guy. You know what I'm saying? He was good to me. You know what I'm saying? Like he took me to my first Tigers game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he Mm. introduced me to baseball. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if that was not if if that didn't go the way it went, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like that guy really could have put me in positions to where I never dreamt of. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say is is yeah. That's in my case, it's definitely important to, you know, really get in tune with the family members 
and you know the immediate family and you know in in that particular case you know if you love if you love that person just go for it you know what i'm saying like if they're not giving you any doubts or anything like that go for that person you know what i'm saying at the end of the day yeah. like you know be happy for you you know what i'm saying and do what makes you happy so yeah part that's my i was gonna that. say real quick I was gonna say real quick though, the fucked up part of be about it when when the parents love you, that's when the significant other get turned off by you. But when the parents hate you, that's when they hold on to you. It's so backwards, but ain't it weird <laughs> though? Way. That's weird as hell. Yeah. Same way you're it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you know you good. Yeah, we gonna uh, we gonna okay. segue into this dynamic culture quote. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Um, hopefully y'all love this episode. You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out anybody that you know that that's dealing with anything like this. You know what I'm saying? Like promote, promote, promote. You know what I'm saying? If y'all diehard fans and y'all be listening to this shit on the regular, make sure y'all you know tag along anybody else that you know may be going through certain shit that we be talking about, and you know refer them to the yeah. podcast and let's get these numbers up. You know what I'm saying? But with that mm-hmm. being said. The closed caption uh, for the Dynamic Culture quote for tonight is just simply just, you know, stay tuned to yourself and love yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, just be just be your highest self at all times, like, on some real shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, we are in a world to where, you know, we are going through some shit, you know what I'm saying, as a people, and the best we can do is just really be in tune with ourselves and, you know, conquer a lot of shit that we've felt like we may be struggling with or just felt like we never were capable of doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, that can go as far as, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, eating healthy, exercising more, being in a successful relationship, um, being in a successful relationship with yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's do it, you know what I'm saying? Because on some real shit, time is running out, you know what I'm saying? As Mm -hmm. much time as we feel like we may have on this earth, Tomorrow ain't promised to us. You know what I'm saying? So let's get let's get to grinding. Let's get to promoting ourselves, loving ourselves every single fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Be yeah. your own cheerleader. Wake up in the morning and say you can do this. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You're lovable. You're confident. You're courageable. Do the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm speaking I'm speaking this shit to myself too because I've been I've been on some hard times. I've been struggling. You know what I'm saying with self love lately, but you know what I'm saying the fact that I'm preaching this shit to y'all, I'm preaching it to myself as well. You know what I'm saying. So come tomorrow, come Monday, it's a fresh new week. Let's get this shit popping. And with that being said, peace and love. We are out. Peace and love, y'all.